0: Welcome back to Mastering La Vida, I know it's been a while since I posted an episode. As you all know, I was moving to a different country. My husband took a job in Italy and we are in Vicenza, that is located towards the north side of Italy, near Venice, more like an hour from here. We live in the hotel for two months while we were looking for a house. At the beginning, I had an idea in my head. I wanted to find an apartment or a duplex in downtown Vicenza to be able to walk to the center and the markets and do all those fun things. But we end up towards the countryside of the province and we are loving it. The kids are riding their bicycles every morning while I walk our dog. They are corn and soybean fields everywhere around us from the upstairs you can see the dolomite mountains on clear days it is very beautiful and we are in love with the house we made a great decision by taking this side of the province instead of living in downtown which was going to be great but to be honest with you there is so much more adventure to do here and yes i am not able to walk into a coffee shop or a market I need to ride my bicycle to get there, which gets me really hyped up because now I have a bicycle and I'm doing exercise in the morning as well with my kids and it's amazing. We are in love with this town. Saturdays are a tradition to ride our bicycles to the coffee shop. It takes around 20 minutes to get there, but it's a great exercise to start our weekend. Last Saturday, we forgot to bring euros with us and we plan to pay with the debit card. We were not aware that they only took cash in the coffee shop. The owner told us we could pay next time. I I almost felt like I was living in another world. <laughs> I don't remember when was the last time someone trusted me to pay later. I am so amazed by their hospitality and it's been that way since we arrived. I had an appointment at a hair salon and the people from this place treat me like I am part of their family. It is beautiful when you are welcome into a country this way. This weekend, this past weekend, we went by the coffee shop again because it's our tradition now to drive the bicycles all the way there and when we got there and tried to pay last week she didn't allow us to do it. So thank you so much to the bakers and the people who are being so nice to us because once you arrive into a new country and you feel like you're welcome, it just makes you appreciate every single beauty the country is and the beautiful people. I love Italy and I am so excited and so grateful to be here. But enough with Italy and let's start this episode. I had a Q&A a couple of weeks ago and it went great. I didn't know you guys had so many questions. I love being able to answer and clarify anything for you guys. As I mentioned in the q and I've been reading and putting into practice a book from one of my favorite teachers. His name is Jim Quick, and you guys hear me talking about him all the time. The name of this book is Limitless. I had previously taken courses from Gene through Mind Bolly. I got fascinated by the way he teaches how to speed read. So I decided to challenge myself to speed read Limitless. The problem with that was that I was taking notes and in certain times I had to reread a paragraph, but I had the opportunity to see how much I have improved my reading skills. I am not longer a slow reader and that is progress. Progress I would not have been able to do without James Tutoring. There's a lot to cover in this book, so there's going to be a part two of this review. But if you enjoyed this episode and you want to know more about Jim's type of learnings, go ahead and purchase the book. It's available online and you can easily find it in most bookstores. This review is not a sponsor by Jim Quick or anyone affiliated to his work. Today I am reviewing Limitless by Jim Quick. I am not reviewing what he wrote in the book. This review is The hand into practice. I am reviewing all the tips he gives and I am giving you guys a full review of what did made an impact for me and what I tried and honestly did not work. As I always mention in these reviews, please take into consideration that I am very different from you and that what might work for me might not do the same for you. We are all different, but that being said, some things might work for many of us. Jim starts this book by saying that our most precious gift is our brain. He also mentions that our word doesn't foster a healthy environment for our brain, that social media and our digital life is doing more harm to our brains than we think. I think it's so true, but being completely without social media for me is like I am no longer part of this world. It is so necessary for our daily tasks, for our jobs, for schools, one thing for sure is that as everything, if it gets out of control, it can do more harm than good for us. We could become addicted to being in our phones all, of the time, and I am guilty of it. There's been many times where time goes by and I've been on my phone for so long. Next thing I know, I lose hours of my day. That's why it is so important to set limits in our childrens and set limits to ourselves as well. We can't tell our children not to be on social media all day and the next thing they see us scrolling through Instagram. And I am totally guilty of being on the phone before bed. Oh, I fight with myself because if my phone is there, I am going to grab it and it will decrease the amount of sleep that I was supposed to get. What I do now is that I set a time for checking my accounts, both private and work, and then forget about my phone. During night, I set an alarm to tell me it is time to go to bed and I will immediately turn on my meditation. It helps me to forget about scrolling in social media and I get my full time of sleep. I have to admit, I was doing so much better before we moved. For some reason, adjusting into a new country gave my mind and my brain a thought that we were all taking a break (laughs) and I was going back to my old behaviors. But now that I moved to the new house, I am selling and I'm going back to my routines little by little. I am not rushing it, but I think one step at a time can make a big difference. Jean mentions on the book that the secret to a limitless life is one, to have a purpose. Two, the ability to do what you want. And three, using the right method. When I read this, I thought I have purpose. I have the ability to do what I want but I think I lack in using the right methods. sometimes. I think that I could probably use the help on realizing how to apply things differently when they are not working for me. Listen, when I was 25, I took a job as an interpreter in a hospital in London, UK. I have always wanted to travel and adventure was my middle name. I wasn't married or were kids, so I took the job. Things didn't end up well with the people I was working for. There were too many complications with expenses and the way people was handling things in their foundation. I had a cousin living in England and they invited me to stay with them. Things didn't go well there either. My cousin, who happens to be my oldest cousin, had too many questions for me, questions that I was not able to answer back in those days. It was the same questions Jim Quick was asked when he was in college and he was giving up on himself. Those questions were, one, what do you want to be? Two, what do you want to do? Three, what do you want to have? And four, what do you want to share? At that moment, I feel pressure to give answers that I didn't have. You will think that at 25, you have your life figured out. A career, maybe marriage, some kids, I don't know. My family usually gets married and have kids early. But I was 25 and I had no clue on what I wanted to be, where I wanted to be, or what I wanted to have or share. These were really hard moments in my life because I remember how I got the job in the UK. I was laid off of a job in a hotel in Panama. I had no money and I remember walking down in the rain and asking God, why were things so difficult for me? I remember asking God for a new beginning, maybe somewhere far away. The next day, I filled a job application online. I had the interview and they told me I needed to fly to London in weeks. I needed to fly to London in weeks. I was amazingly surprised that God had listened to me and and had brought me a new chance to do things differently, to find happiness. I have to remind you all that in those days, happiness to me had a totally different meaning than now. As I said, things didn't go well in London and I end up without a job again. I didn't have a home. I had no plans and I had no money. And in bad terms with my cousin, which he was even worse, things were not going the right way. I ended the rest of my time in Cambridge, in a town full of college students with dreams, with accomplishments. This was a beginning for me. Maybe not what I thought I was going to be doing, but this adventure led me to write my first novel. I started actually writing for the first time. I wanted to accomplish something in my life. I wanted to have a meaning. Watching all of these students in Cambridge and how their life was going on the right path gave me all this energy to actually create something. It took me years to write that novel. And it wasn't a success at all. But that was the beginning and the reminder that I was able to do things, that I was able to accomplish. I think sometimes when we read stories of great heroes or people that we admire, we forget that in some time of their life, they didn't have everything figured out. That in some time of their life, they had no clue what to do with their life. That in some time of their life, they had no clue on what they were going to do. This is a perfect reminder to all of you hearing this podcast today that even if you don't know what you are going to do with your life, even if you don't know what your purpose is, even if you feel unaccomplished, we all been there. And it doesn't matter what age you have, it doesn't matter what part of the world you are right now. Give yourself credit for living the life you were given and trying your best to understand all of this because it is just life. You will get where you need to be eventually and you will inspire many others as well because as Jim said, the ultimate adventure we are all on is to reveal and realize our fullest potential and inspire others to do the same. One step in a better direction can completely change your destination. The key is to have a map, a model of success. I hope this podcast episode can inspire you as much as I get inspired by reading Limitless. And these are my top 10 limitless techniques. I gave myself exactly 66 days to try them out before I give you all this review. Number one. Schedule 30 minutes of white space in your calendar each week. This time is to be spent away from technology, time dedicated to clear your mind, relax, and to be creative. The average person consumes three times as much information as we did in the 1960s. A 2015 report indicated that respondents spend eight hours a day consuming media, there is a growing body of evidence that suggests that if we never let our mind wander or be bored for a moment, we will end up with poor memory, mental fuck, and fatigue. I've been trying different things each week. One week I painted some old glass bases into ceramic. Another week I got out of my comfort zone and practiced a different kind of meditation. I think the point of this 30 minutes per week is to be able to try different things, things we don't usually do. Being in a hotel is not easy for me but now that we are settled in the house I have different plans for the following weeks. I am scheduling a hike. I am also planning on starting a new sport. I will totally recommend this technique. I think sometimes we are too strict into a routine and we don't allow ourselves to experiment new things and if we don't have new experiences there is no way we will know if something might work or not for us. If you are not able to do things weekly because of work, I'll recommend planning this at least once a month. And we're moving on to number two. Turn off notifications in the setting in your phone. Okay, I have to say this one is a good idea. I will not practice this every day because for me, Monday through Friday is work time. But I did turn off notifications on my phone on the weekends and I silenced my phone while I was with my family. It feels so good not to be interrupted by notifications and being able to disconnect from social media during some hours. I will totally recommend putting this into practice. You can choose to make it daily or weekends. For me, I prioritize when I actually wanted to have no interruptions and turn off the notifications. I know sometimes we think that if we turn off the phone or the sounds, we could be missing out on work or friends or if there's an emergency. But believe me, you can turn off notifications and still get phone calls. If there is an emergency, you will still be able to answer the phone. Moving on to number three, read for 25 minutes and take a five minute break. This technique is called the Pomodoro. This helps with retention. I used to try to read non-stop for long periods of times, which makes me really tired and sleepy. I was also reading before bed, which kind of gives me the idea that I will fall asleep reading. I changed my routines, and reading now is part of my daily routines, not nighttime routines. I feel that my reading has improved so much since applying the Pomodoro technique. In addition, I can read way faster than a year ago, My speed reading improved and also my retention, but I have been implementing these techniques for the last year. So honestly, it did took me longer than 66 days to create the habit. So I don't think the 66 days is a mandatory thing, but it's a very good amount of time for you to create a new habit, being consistent for those 66 days. Jim says that the most successful people in the world are lifelong students. And that small, simple steps repeated lead into habits. 40 to 50% of what we do every day is the product of a habit. It takes approximately 66 days for the new behavior to become a habit. But for some people, it's way easier to adjust than others. So don't worry if it takes you more than 66 days or if at some point you have to stop. No one is going to know or judge you. Just take one more day and start again. Eventually, you will get there. And we move on to number four. Learn with intention to teach. Humans forget approximately 50% of what they learn within an hour and an average of 70% within 24 hours. I love this technique. If I have to Rate it, I will give it a 10. This will be my number one technique. Of all the things I have learned and practiced in this book, this will be my number one technique that I will tell everyone to do it because it works. Every time I learn something new, I try to teach it to others. This is not to presume that I know things. I do this with the intention to retain what I have learned and it works. You definitely need to give this one a try. Even if you are only going to repeat it to your dog or your kids, as long as you are repeating what you have learned, your brain understands better when you are in the form of a teacher. And since I wanted to be 100% sure that this technique works, I tried with my own kids. Every Wednesday, we have a science day, and I made them watch a program called Operation Ouch. Is on YouTube and we are fans of them. It's entertaining and informative, all in one. After they finish watching the episode, they need to present to me what they have learned. So they teach me what they learn. And OMG, this works like magic. My kids will remember the program for not one day, not one week, I am constantly asking them questions about it and they are still able to remember and retain the information. And the reason why is because they learn it with the intention to teach it to me and others. They are always telling their dad all of these cool science facts and I am loving it. This is a good. So go ahead and give it a try and let me know. Write me, hit me up on Instagram and tell me, hey Sue, this is working. And teach it to other people because the only way we can spread this information and we all have access to it is by sharing it and you will be doing your part too. And we move into number five. Exercise your brain as much as you exercise your body. Social media is a source of entertainment, education and empowerment but he only recommends to use it consciously so it doesn't hijack your productivity and peace of mind. Technology has changed the course of human history. However, fire can cook your food or burn your house down. Any technology itself isn't good or bad, but we have to be consciously controlled on how to use it. As I keep reading the book and making notes, I realize how consciously you have to be in order to realize that your brain needs exercise. I remember those days when I didn't remember where I parked my car. I was only 35 when this started to happen, and some people might think this is normal, but it's not normal. Not being able to remember small things on a daily basis was not a good sign for me. I know I was worried about myself whenever I can't remember where I put my phone at, and I still have that problem. Not as much as before, but I still do. From time to time, I struggle to find small things that I thought I knew where I put them at, but I end up looking for them desperately, and I'm still struggling. One of the techniques he recommends is to add words to things. For example, when I put my phone down, say dining room a couple of times, then leave and go on with my day. Whenever I am looking for my phone, I should remember that it's in the dining room. This actually works. I said my problem was that I end up not remembering to set the words when I had to and having the same problem all over again. I am not saying not to try it. But for me, it didn't actually work. Maybe I needed more time or another technique because this technique was not a success for me. In the following months, I could probably give you all a second review on retention as I research and practice other techniques that might do the trick for me. Exercising your brain is not only about memory. It's also retention and learning new things. I will say that I exercise more my body than my brain, But I am currently changing techniques and giving myself more time to work on my brain. I am hoping that in the next year I can make changes and I will be able to see a difference. And of course, I will keep you all informed. And we move to number six. Ask myself why before I do anything. I think this is a very important part of our daily life that I was not doing. If I ask myself why every time I do or buy something, I will end up saying no most of the times. Putting this into practice was not easy, mostly because I really didn't want it to change that part of my life. So when I actually decided to give this one a 66 days to (laughs) make it a habit, I was pretty in shock. My shopping dramatically dropped down. I made better choices with my food. I'll give you guys some examples. I will be in a restaurant with my family and I'll ask why I wanted to eat that certain dish. And the answer was obviously not a good one. So my choices were definitely more conscious and healthier. I was shopping less, spending less money, and I was 100% more able to ask this question to myself more and more. After I finished the sixty-six days, I went shopping for the house, and I was very upset with myself because I didn't manage to buy just what I needed. I got so inspired by moving into the new house that I end up shopping way more, and I totally forgot to ask myself why, <laughs> to ask myself why. But don't give this a reason not to do it. I think it, it does work. I would just that day that we went into ikea and other stores to look for things for the new house i was just not very in the mood to be asking myself why 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 so i just went ahead and relaxed but most of the time i am practicing this technique and it does work but um, there have been some times where i fail and i have overshop again but I did manage to um, DUI some old vases and try to accommodate most of the stuff we already had. I was still on that, filling that new house, new things, but I think I, I did a 50% job on this one. And we move on to number seven, track your sleep. There are many ways to track your sleep, but for me, the most efficient way to do it naturally is to set up a timer to actually go to sleep. Not to wander around or to read or to browse your phone. All that has to be done before your sleep alarm. Some people also like black curtains. They feel like they can sleep for longer hours this way. But for me, I prefer no curtains at all. I get the early sunrise directly into my window and I know it's time to get up. If I follow my routine, I am 100% rested. I go to sleep at 10 p.m and i wake up at 6:30 a.m. that means that i sleep for 8 hours and a half. sometimes during the weekend i sleep for around 9 hours. my sleep is extremely important for me. so i totally agree with jim. tracking your sleep will make you aware of your energy through the day. your mood will also be altered and it will let you know if you are not sleeping enough. everybody's sleeping time might be different. So some people feel very rested after seven hours, some people need eight, and some people need nine. There is nothing better than waking up completely rested before your alarm turns on. You are ready to start the day, and trust me, it will be a good day. And moving on to number eight, create a daily schedule, including your daily agenda for work and personal things to be done daily. The schedule has been part of my life consistency for around two years now. I think before I had an agenda, but it wasn't really consistent. I have days where I managed to do everything and others where nothing was done. Years before I had an agenda, but it wasn't really consistent. I could have days where I had managed to do everything and others where I was doing nothing. And this was work related. I never had an agenda for my personal things before. About two years ago, I did started to add personal things to my agenda, and that's because I started loving myself and trying to care for me more and more. When you become a parent and find that our agenda goes from work to kids, and the time for us, for our personal time, gets smaller and smaller. And when you go check, there goes years of your life where you didn't do anything for yourself. Caring for yourself is as important as caring for your family. If you don't take care of yourself, you will drain. And that will show in your parenting skills, in your marriage, in your relationship with family and friends. This technique is a yes. You should include time for yourself and work as well in your agenda and schedule. And moving on to number nine, we have baroque Music. Jim mentioned on his book that baroque Music is very good for our brain especially if you are studying, reading, or trying to concentrate on a task. In the past, I used to play classical music while my kids were studying. But barbecue music seems to be effective. Putting this technique into practice was super easy for me. I love music. I have to choose between TV or music. I will always pick music. Dancing is my first passion. I discovered it when I was very young. So music plays a big part of my life. I honestly cannot think of a day without music. I wrote this episode while listening to barbecue music, so I guess that is the answer to the question. Does it work? Of course. Then again, I think once you are in your flow, nothing can stop you. Give yourself a chance and indulge yourself in some amazing barbecue music. And if you don't believe me, there is data of experiments collected before and after listening to the barbecue music with EGG. The experimental results show that barricade music has a positive influence on improving learning efficiency. And our number 10 is speed read. Yes, I left the last one who happens to be my most proud of all. If there's one thing I could tell Jim Quip when I met him, will would be thank you. Thank you for teaching me to speed read. Speed reading has totally changed my life my vocabulary, and my brain. And I wouldn't have accomplished that without Jay Shady leading me to vision and vision leading me to gym quick. Those are my teachers in life. I would have never even think of making a podcast if it wasn't for these amazing people. And just to think that I didn't even have to meet them in person for them to make an impact in my life is amazing. Imagine how many more people can make changes today because of them. I honestly feel great every time I hear someone is doing great. I want to be the first one in congratulating that person. If I feel this way, you can too. And as I said before at the beginning of this review, because this book has so much to cover, I will be providing a second part of this episode where I will be reviewing The 7 Lies of Learning Based on Limitless by Jim Quick. Thanks again for coming back to listen to another episode. I hope that you are also feeling inspired, feel free to contact me, my Instagram at Mastering La Vida, I always try to respond as soon as possible to any messages coming in the am. Thanks again fam, on the next episode!